I've had so much coffee in my life, but also today, that my like colon is just very much like whatever, dude. Whatever. Way to hydrate. This. <laughs> but this. <laughs> Way to. This cup right here is going straight to the old a hole. Like this, it's about to, it's about to yeah. inhale like a huge sunburst. It's about to get real nasty. Mind Gap Podcast. Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Ric Flair. Justin. Woo! And uh, we are so happy to be here because we have ourselves a very special guest. Uh, this is an extremely funny human being. Uh, a national treasure, as I like to say. Yeah, certified uh, by Donald Trump. Certified. Uh, he is a comedian. He is a sketch writer. He is an actor. And you know what? He is a teacher. And, and a, a good-looking dude. And a good-looking dude. If I can Just say so. Just right, wow. right amount of scruff. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ryan Cashman. Wow. <laughs> also, I forgot, a master debater. Yes. I am. He's Absolutely. An award-winning debater, if I might add, as well. So. Again, sanctioned yes. by Donald Trump. Yes. Yep. Tallest midget. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Good night. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. Um, welcome aboard, sir. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is, I don't think I've had like a nicer welcome. Oh, in general. <laughs> I was so going to say like in any for. of the podcasts too I've been on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're leading it right now. Yeah, I'm happy. Like, it's yeah. crushing. That's number great. one, baby. Number Gauntlet's one been their... throwing down podcast world. Be this... nice. See if you can. I dare you to be nicer to Ryan. Right. We are. You won't be. Yeah. No, you won't. Most won't. That's right. <laughs> uh, so Ryan, you do a lot of cool things. Uh, we'll do some more plugs at the end. But yeah. uh, what I know you're in a couple of shows right now. What are you doing? Yeah. So. Uh, this summer has been uh, awesome. I uh, I am in a musical. Closing night is on Saturday. Nice. Uh, it's a gay baseball musical. I play the lead, which got into Fringe Fest out in New York. That's so awesome. We're going to be uh, performing Wait, out there. Where Where is this running? Uh, it's at the Annoyance on Belmont. Okay. So I the feel Annoyance like Theater. I've seen advertisements for this or something. So this is actually a remount show. It okay. was a show back in the winter of 2017, and they brought it back for the uh, the spring of 2018. Um this Saturday is the final, like, closing night, and then we wait a couple months, see kind of how pe- schedules sort of shake out, and yeah. then we go and perform it over for uh, New York, and that would be my first time performing in New York, which would be pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. And then, yeah. I, and then I have some other shows, too. Like, so I'm a big singer uh, I, in terms of the comedy world and just also in general. So, like, yes, I, it's a musical, so I sing in that, but also I am in a... Um, uh, a Chicago uh, music improv party uh, show. It's a drinking show over at IO called Riff. Nice. And then uh, I have a couple shows that I'm doing. One show that I'm really uh, proud of is my solo show. I'm finally bringing that in. I wanted to do this for a couple of years. It's called The United States of Fatherhood. It plays over at Second City in the Judy Beat Lounge in nice. September. So I am just writing up a storm. And uh, I mean, we've been talking about that before we even started. But like, yeah, I am just, it is grind mode. I am 28 and my butthole hasn't given out. So I am. <laughs> Like ready, ready to go. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just a little harder waking up because I'm bigger. So <laughs> like that's it. I've just gained a little weight and that's fine. And and I'm still going. So it's great. It's that is so cool. We'll plug uh, more dates at the end yeah. uh, and make sure everyone knows where to find you and stuff like that because that's really exciting. And uh, cool. I'm I'm gonna make it a mission to catch one of your shows. Awesome. It's hard for me to do that because a I'm lazy, and b I live in the burbs now, so it's hard for me to. 
Burbs. to get it and do that. But I'm going to make a con- con- conceited? Concerted. Consorted. Consorted. Consortium? Mm. Consternated. Constellation? Constantinople. Mm. Mm. I was like, I know how else You're going to make an it. effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see when I see you, Doug. That's I'll fine. See, I'll, I'll let you know yeah. when I will Just go send check me that an out. email. That's cool. <laughs> Because um, we work together. You know who else <laughs> makes a uh, concerted effort is uh, the lovely place from which we are recording, which is Elephant and Castle. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Dude, an airplane just flew by. Did yeah. you hear that? That was, yeah. that was yeah. the most glowing endorsement I could make. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. Uh, Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, come by, check them out. They've got a happy hour every day. Uh, they've got uh, basically anything that's eleven dollars uh, or less. Uh, you can get half off snack and shares. It's actually now called Sociable. Sociable mm, happy hour has been changed. And if you listen to the Best Bar Podcast ever, we talk about this. There we go. Uh, I'm sorry, I just forgot. I listened, but I forgot. That was my bad. Bullshit. No. <laughs> what you you've never bullshit? made a you've never made a concerted effort to listen to that show once in your life. I've made a consorted effort to to listen <laughs> multiple times. Uh, you know, up to that podcast. It's great, guys. Mind Gap Podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, best Park High Podcast. <laughs> guys, just has another podcast. I'll tell you about it later. Oh, boy. Anyway, Elephant and Castle, uh, every, they've got social social hours, social times uh, every and day. bottomless coffee. <laughs> and bottomless, tepid coffee. <laughs> and we've got... Uh, <laughs> so they, they, This is what it sounds like. They, 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 there we go. Mm. Mm. A lot of notes there <laughs> of abandonment <laughs> and what the hell. <laughs> uh, they've also got some daily specials. Mondays, it's uh, one and done Mondays. They've got a specialty craft beer on keg, on tap. Uh, they basically pour it till it's gone. Glasses are $3 each. And they've it rotates got, every Monday. Rotates every Monday. Uh, 10 up Tuesdays, $25, 25% off all 10s. Justin. $25 off a 10. Shh, 25% off 10s. Justin, what's a 10? Well, it's a can of beer, and it's $25 off, which means that they hand you back $20. No, that's incredible. It's that good yeah. that you're still going to pay at least $10. Absolutely, like, that's, yes. Wow. That's how good that's these 10s are. It's Delicious. some good shit. Yeah, you got Wine Down Wednesdays where all bottles of wine are half off and all glasses are a dollar off. And you've got Goose Out Thursdays, all bottles and drafts of Goose Island beer is 25% off. And of course, for you brunch motherfuckers, uh, on the weekends they got brunch and they also have $5 Bloody Marys and mimosas. So come on down, check it out. 185 North Wabash Elephant and Castle wants to be your friend. It does. It told us. It's like, hey, look, don't mention anything, but I want to be their friend. Yes. And we're like, all right, we won't say anything. And then we did because right. we are matchmakers. They're like that guy at the right. party who's quiet, not really socializing and stuff like that. But if you go and talk to him, you realize this is a person that I can relate to and we could be best friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Sounds like my college experience. Womp womp. You want to Were you me? the silent you want- type in college? <laughs> did people approach you? Were you like, think- oh, what's this guitar doing here? Uh <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh, I just can't I just whatever <laughs> guys I don't gently weeps <laughs> I'm gonna play my feelings <laughs> hey does everybody know this new underground artist called John Mayer anyways <laughs> just like <laughs> I get knocked down but I get up again that must be a weird John Mayer song <laughs> same thing John Mayer did an unplugged Chumbo Wumba's tub trumpet. <laughs> yeah. I forgot Stupid name for a band. 
Chumbawamba is a great band. <laughs> that sounds like a great name for an improv team. You Dude, know? that would be a fantastic name. <laughs> you, just, you literally hey, flinched uh, when I said that. I was that. like, hey, we're Chumbawamba. Can we get a suggestion of anything you would tub thumb? <laughs> <laughs> can someone please, please invite us out to an improv show that you open like that. Guys, did we just start our own improv team? We ha- that has to be the open. I would, I would pay so much money to see an that's, improv show start that way. That's such a stupid thing to do. It's either going to land or it's the people going to be like, boo. <laughs> so I was like, I was like uh, what would you tap them? Like, a dildo. I heard 1970s doctor patient. Thank you so much. <laughs> I heard a whiskey drink. Yeah, awesome. A whiskey yeah. drink. Very original. Let's go. Oh, the Herald. Let's talk about it. That's what we've literally turned this podcast into. I was like, what's the Herald mean to you? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Well, you know, when you got your, you know, I love the game slot because right. that's really, you know, you just hop in there and you just play whatever anyone else is playing. I feel like it's a great palate oh, yeah. cleanser. Mm-hmm. It's a palate <laughs> cleanser. No, this is a palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo. That it's, was fun, guys. This is going to be great. So, um, Ryan, with your major and many accolades in debating, can you mm-hmm. give, give us a little bit of background on, on your debate uh, accolades? Promise. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Strap in. Mm-hmm. Not much. So here's the deal. <laughs> I started out in debate in high school, and then I moved over to individual events. So forensics is both speech and debate. So I did, I dabbled in a little LD. I knew what uh, policy was, but then uh, you need a certain articulation and cadence in your voice, which is just a fine, wonderful way of saying you got to talk really, really fast. Um, in a couple of those different events because uh, as well as have good like contentions and whatever but then I also moved more towards like humorous persuasion and uh, and like interp events in order to like prove a point and like do a thing so there were some parts where there was like one tournament where I remember we had to do like cross-examination so you do your speech and someone would ask you some questions here and there so it was a little bit of like crossfire uh, but I've seen enough debate rounds and I know enough about it to say that I think I hold myself pretty good when it comes to debates. And so um, in speech, though, I'm a three-time national champion in after-dinner speaking, which is just funny persuasion. It's just making jokes. It's called after-dinner speaking? Yeah. That's okay. what it's called. And that's a real thing. Can you can you get a job in that? No. Like, is that what is? No, like- no. <laughs> you could be a speecher. <laughs> you could coach speech. <laughs> okay. Um, after-dinner speaking is just like, um, it's one of those things where, I mean, just like it sounds, it's right before like a, like a big... Uh, uh, like the big show happened and or right before it happens and someone comes out and they start talking about something that's a little more of a social issue. So like um, I remember that I did things as on one end of the spectrum I would talk about how it's okay not to like people and that was your thesis all the way to uh, um, like uh, I, had a, I had a male feminist speech. So we talked about feminism and talked about that, that sort of thing. We even talked about how something a little more philosophical, how like we don't have to live our life by endings or chapters or milestones. We can just live a life. Oh, and so it's a little bit more of a social, softer, you know, not like this policy must be passed. It can be, but, yeah. you know, it's a little bit more of a oratorical type of speech. And you use jokes to kind of push that thesis through. Kind of like a TED Talk. But funny. Ah, I get <laughs> and, it. Oh, and Boom. 10 minutes or less. Ah, so uh, which, I never follow, which I never follow that rule. When you get into the final round, it's just the longest one I always thought won. So I just <laughs> made more jokes. So you filibustered, yeah. Which is a great debate tactic is just to <laughs> filibuster to the win. Yeah, but it was great. High school and college, seven years of my life, just the whole Harry Potter series down the drain. <laughs> I could have learned so much magic, but instead I did speech. 
and that's fine. And but you know what? Way, and then I came back and I coached it. So when I got when I got my master's, I came back and I coached it to be like a grad student type of coach. And uh, I love the activity. It's super great. Super like a lot of problems with it, but I love it. Yeah. And uh, all the people that have graduated from it, some of them that I have collaborated in terms of performances and whatever, they are just on a different plane. It's it's so cool to kind of be cut from that cloth and just sort of like understand that that person's how they were taught and yeah. how they rejected certain lessons and accepted <clears throat> certain lessons and that's how they are and they make really great great stuff. It's awesome seeing just a group of artists all over America that all did this one silly activity where there's an event like after dinner speaking, which isn't even real. I love it. Yeah. I uh, love it. Uh, was anyone on your team really good at the uh, bicep curling part of the debate? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, his name was um, Broomhilda, uh, and uh, he could curl um, uh, four hundred pounds. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, yeah. Terrible writer. Though I, broke a lot of pens. Didn't have the dexterity was too much for him, and I was kind of like, all right, Broomhilda. I, I I just would love the idea. It's like, okay, you've got to be curling while you're debating. So. Yes. Yes. So let me tell you why uh, the ketogenic diet is better than this other bullshit vegan diet. You know <laughs> what? That's a great strategy. There are some people like there was this guy that I read years ago. I think he was like a like a like a some warlord, but he <laughs> but when he went into battle, he would. It's not Lao Tzu, but like well, it's not. Yeah. But he sounds like him, but it's not. But like you may be like, what? That rhymed? No. It's not him, but he would kill his first, like his first row of men. He just have them commit suicide to show that he was like, I will go anywhere to win this. And everyone like, if I was like France during that moment, I'd be like, bye. Like I would not, I'd be like, you are crazy. That's why I always thought like, I'm never, I don't look really strong. I'm the body type of a good listener. I don't, I don't have certain things, but I know that, like, I if you're in a fight, I'm crazier than you. I will set myself on fire just to win a fight. I, I guess that's going to what you were saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should have that on a business card. Or all of that? Sense. Not all of that, but specifically the line that says, I have the body type of a good listener. Actually, I just, I just pitched uh, people for talent agencies, and I wrote that. There you go. Like, that should be on your Twitter that's profile. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, if you're on dating apps, that should be on the dating app. Yep. You know, aside from, like, I like to garden, I have the body type of a good listener. Yeah. yeah. Like, that should be on there. I just keep that. that. <laughs> says everything you need to know right there. Exactly. Yeah. So that being said, mm -hmm. uh, with all the information about <laughs> debate, uh, we have pulled up some wonderful pop culture debates. Now, Justin, I know we have recently gone through a, a debate episode, but I feel like it's good to bring a master into this to sort of, like, <clears throat> I would. Us. I would agree. Uh, and I would also argue that the debate episode that we did was a little hmm, weak in the topics, <laughs> we'll say. We had oh, topics I, like, um, uh, is detention uh, useful in high school? Oh. Um, is the de death penalty appropriate? I believe was the exact wording of that, appropriate. Right. Appropriate. Yeah, I was like, what? It was very oddly worded topics. And then a few of them were repeated like five times. Yeah. And mm. so that was a weird list. It was very right. strange. It was a very strange One of the list. first rules of debate is let's define our terms. Exactly. So what is appropriate? What is <laughs> right. that? Like, yeah, what is death? Cell phones let's in the- Let's define death. Cell phones <laughs> in the classroom? Yes. That was, Good or bad? Or, that, that's a, yes. I think that's exactly what it was. Should cell phones be allowed in the classroom? 
classroom. And Doug's yeah. like, Bane. for what? <laughs> for what? Like in an emergency? Or you mean like to cheat on a test? There's Cause... a lot of resolutions that end in a comma. <clears throat> like yeah. there should be more, there's like no predicate. Right. Like, into the <laughs> sentence. <laughs> so these topics that yes. Doug found, a little bit a little bit more pop culture, a little bit more fun, okay. a little better. Cool. A lot more pop culture. In fact, they are based on pop culture. Yeah, ah. exactly. Yes. Uh, so the first one you have uh, is, you know, I don't know if, are you a Harry Potter fan? <laughs> I dabble. <laughs> so the first one here is, should Hermione have ended up with Harry? Oof. Debate! Debate? Am I debating you? I guess. Any one of us. We'll all go. <sighs> well, I'll just, I can come out and say in the affirmative uh, that uh, I think Hermione should have ended up with Harry. Really? Yeah. Um, really based off the fact that uh, there are certain characters in the world that impede Hermione, and there are certain characters in the world that elevate Hermione. Um, and I'll say that if I had to choose between who she ended up with, which was Ron, spoiler, uh, or Harry Potter, then I think Harry Potter has elevated her intelligence, allowed her to use her intelligence a lot more, and allowed is even a weird word, but like has made it possible has stepped back to us say like you're the smartest one there's always a line where he's like Hermione no and Hermione's like whatever and Ron's always just like picking his dick being like oh but what about me and like just moping around like a big old mop now see I would argue though that Ron being as dumb as he is sure <clears throat> allows Hermione to really have to now she has to fight for two you know right. so she he's he's elevating her based off of his ignorance I think he's exhausting <laughs> That's another letter. But is an e word. Is Harry not just constantly putting her life in danger? Maybe in book five, but books one through four, I, he's wait, killing it. I'm sorry. With I'm her. sorry. Let, can I go back to the pumpkin patch? Sure, sure. I mean, when she time travels backwards and they mm -hmm. almost get caught, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then they have to go get the hippogriff. Yeah. In the in the thing in that sure. hippogriff, it's a wild animal, man. Right. Doug will tell you, you don't fuck with wild animals. You yeah. don't no. fuck with wild animals. Dolphins want to rape you. They That's do. That's true. That is that is a fact. Yeah. I disagree with that, but. <laughs> So what was your point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What were you we talking, talking about? about the pumpkin patch? You talking about dolphins? <laughs> See, a good part about debate is to keep silent, to make themselves <laughs> handle their own argument. <laughs> Somehow we got into dolphins. <laughs> you like, got uh, into dolphins. No, no, but I'm saying I, I feel like earlier she he absolutely did put her life in danger. Also, there were didn't uh, they had to fend off dementors in uh, in the uh, third book? Now let's take a back step because I do agree that there was a lot of dangerous situations. However. Uh, the whole point about going back in time was that Harry was supposed to be saved by his dad, and they were going to find the dad. Mm -hmm. Hermione was the one, though, that did uh, tip off to Harry that Dumbledore said uh, more than one life could be saved. So by her bringing up the, what about Buckbeak, she's bringing in this like incentive. She's bringing in this initiative, rather, to say, like we're going to go and save Buckbeak. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry not being good with wild animals or many subjects, and Hermione being quite superb at many subjects uh if we look at objectively her owls mm -hmm. uh she was able to tame the wild beast we'll have we'll make it a name buckbeak mm -hmm. we're gonna say a name mm -hmm. and she's able to save the creature nonetheless uh knowing that harry's one role was to be it was me and i will save us from the dementors and I, honestly that brings up a really really great uh arena about the word of saving right no one's really saving anybody uh harry has never made hermione feel nor 
uh, likewise, that either of them is that damsel in distress trope. That mm-hmm. has not been really point. brought in there. Um, if anybody's been a damsel, a damsel in distress, that trope, it's been wrong, let's be real. Uh, which, again, goes back to how exhausting <laughs> must it be to marry that person? Because if you can't save yourself from spiders, how are you supposed to, like, what happens when your nest egg gets gone because you're gambling to be, addiction? To be, wow. Okay, to be fair, uh, those spiders were fucking huge. That is true, and I didn't mean to go out of argument. That's on me. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Ron's a good lay. Ron's a good lay. So he's kind of that. Like, he's kind of a pillow prince, if you ask me. He... <laughs> I've never heard that before. You know, that made my day. <laughs> oh my god! Look, there's debate, and then there's some real talk. Like we can. <laughs> can you please? Break down for us the term pillow prince. Of course. Uh, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's someone you know who's who's very much uh, on on their back. Uh, the the pillows are strewn about in a way to keep them elevated so the abs are not engaged. And I'll tell you, it is very much on the partner. To make a lot of the motions. How exhausting. That sounds sounds exactly right. But at the same time, isn't the person on top usually the dominant person anyway? So that that seems like that would fit that uh, dynamic between Hermione and Ron. Sure. Yeah, but I feel like that just proves his point further. Yeah. Well, I would say that if Hermione is more of a dominant personality, then that fits well. You know, she's not necessarily looking for someone to dominate her, right? Not necessarily just sexually either. You know what I mean? I think she would definitely appreciate someone that would challenge her intellectually and stuff like that. I can only imagine that being in a home with Ron would just be like him just like... But that's so stressful. (laughs) Because remember when literally in the first part of the seventh movie, when Hermione straight up bumped into Harry and Ron's like, I'm going home. You guys are making out like forever. That's because he was like the jealousy factor. Holy crap. He had the horcrux that was making him, you know, wild. He wasn't. That's marriage. (laughs) Marriage is a horcrux? Marriage is stressful. Marriage is hard work. Yeah. So what? The next time something hard happens and he has to wear a heavy necklace, he's gonna go home again. A heavy Are necklace you with a piece of a soul of one of the most evil people in the in the world. What in do you world? think Harry That's been holding Harry. a scar? Yeah. That's true. But you know, Ron was fine with him for what seven years. You know, Voldemort literally went inside Harry's head and went ah like all the time, like and just started presenting oh, why products in his like brain. Dreaming this one, like it was crazy. Ron literally episode. walked twelve steps. With a goddamn necklace. And he's like, and oh, and then who's literally, like, okay, first, devil snare. Let's go back to the basics. When I knew the first red flag that Ron is not having this bullshit. When they all fell in devil snare, and literally Hermione's like, just relax. Mm-hmm. Like, chill. It's cool. What Harry do? He relaxed. Listened. He relaxed. He listened. He came from a place of listening, and that's what's really important. What Ron do? Oh no, I can't relax. Like it's so crazy. And then he pulled the big old man card and was like, "Oh, there's nobody panicked. Are you kidding? No way!" And who comes and just reminds him ever so gently about the prowess and the brilliance that is Hermione, Harry Potter, by saying, uh, "Thank goodness Hermione pays attention in herbology." All I'm saying. It's like every single thing. And there's that moment, ooh, there's that moment when he's like gonna get the stone and he's like, Hermione, you gotta do this. And Hermione's like, no, you do, Harry. And there's that moment where they lock eyes and they're 11 and you're like, oh, this is it. (laughs) And then J.K. Rowling's like, oh, I gotta make a bunch more books. I'll make it so I'll make it Ron. Like, no one thought it was gonna be Ron. (laughs) Well, isn't that the point? Oh, God. (laughs) 
to your face, your reaction Ugh. to that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ugh. it's I'm over it. Look, I'm I'll say this it. much. Ron outkicked his coverage on that. He won. He won big time. Hermione, <laughs> I will absolutely – I actually agree with you. She needs someone that's going to challenge her intellectually. She doesn't seem like the person that's like, oh, cool, I'm the smartest one in this relationship, and I'm cool to rule over them. No. She wants to basically have someone challenge her back and engage mm-hmm. because, honestly – Justin and I made this, you know, uh, example before. When you're trying to get good at something, you got to play with someone is equal or if not better than you. Right. And if you don't, then what's the goddamn point? Right. If yeah. if, if if really what this debate should be about, and not to bring like a red herring in this, but like, um, should Hermione have ended up with Ron or with Seamus? Now, because Seamus hmm. is a wild card. <laughs> he will. He will zig if you zag. Like, and he's there for it. And I'm there for it. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I feel like I'm Hermione sometimes. And I feel like I should have been with Seamus. Like, if everything. You don't hear out. people talk too much about Seamus in that. No one does. I feel like and I'm actually writing a short uh, series on Seamus. Just another plug. Yeah. We do. Like, so. <laughs> sure. Oh, that did not work as well as I thought it would at all. What? <laughs> I'm calling this one for Seamus. Wow. Nice. Not only did I win the debate, but then I won the new question. <laughs> you, you did. That Dang. was that was very, very good, and that was very fun. This and, is what we were missing in our last one. And, 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 and to say, oh, do you know a thing or two about uh, Harry Potter? Oh, I dabble. I dabble. Yeah. Oh, I dabble. That guy dabble. knows his shit. Yeah. It's called hustling. I hustled you. We'll, <laughs> we'll see about this next one, how passionate you are about it. Uh, mm. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, okay, so last time I brought out the mm-hmm. the, 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 the affirmative. So, mm-hmm. so... Why don't you start? Well, uh, I'm going to, uh, for me, my preference is, is Star Wars uh, sure. over Star Trek. I think Star Trek has a lot of great qualities in the sense of, you know, it's a lot about uh, exploration and, uh, you know, the idea that, um, you know, humanity is, you know, ex- is doing the right reasons and helping stuff. It's a lot more scientific. Um but I just that shit was always boring to me growing up. I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Uh, I felt like, and when I say Star Wars, I'm talking about the original trilogy here, not sure. uh, the prequels. <clears throat> although you the know what? what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, although nowadays, can you separate any of that shit? I don't know. Can you pick and choose? Because I'm sure there's some bad Star Trek movies and episodes, but it's all one thing. But anyway, yeah. When I think of you know like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, the themes and the the things that they cover in that uh, are so much more powerful to me. So much more iconic. And guys, space wizards with laser swords. Sure. I right. Mean, sure. Is there anything you, more impressive? Yeah. How about how about some character work? Here's why Star <laughs> Trek is better. Um, oh, shit. So here's the deal. Star Wars, to me, is a bunch of Band-Aids put on top of one another. They had, <laughs> they had three fine movies for the time. Mm-hmm. And iconic lines. People are people's fathers. A lot of family issues are going on in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. I mean, this is a surgical series. I, this, what a great way of describing this it. This is something that you can see. You can pick characters that aren't even the main character and watch them grow. Luke has to do some dumb bullshit for Chewbacca to growl. In Star Trek... <laughs> Kirk could be taken a deuce, and what's and you could look at any other character, and Spock is literally reading another book that's never been written before. It's crazy. It's like so long as the camera's following them. As long as the camera's following them, right? And I will give them that. 
But I will say there are a lot more side stories with Star Trek than there are with Star Wars, if we're talking about the movies. Yeah. Now, if you read the Star Wars universe and the Star Trek universe, I'd actually probably make them probably pretty, pretty comparable. I think that's a good point, too, because also with Star Trek, you have just tons and tons of episodes. Like, there's a lot more going on in those like there's a ton of backstory and an opportunity for, for development where Star Wars you had those three movies and that was it right so the amount of character development is obviously going to pale in comparison to what Star Trek has at its helm and then releasing films based on the you know the series and stuff like that they had a lot of backstory built in if you were a fan yep. but but I will say on on the on a grander scale like I feel like again, we we talk about Star Star Wars as being a space opera, mm-hmm. and it is just this it's this grand poetic large scale. Let's look at what's happening in this universe, and I feel like it has a little bit more gravitas to it. Sure, you know what I felt the same way about the Lord of the Rings, but what is that but just Star Wars on mythical ground on the Moors of Motor? Right. Yeah. So like so here's the thing: it's like you have this one big end goal. It's not a sustainable world, though. Mm -hmm. The universes are continuously colliding in one another, which is cool if they were able to somehow um, morph that in there. With Star Trek, there are languages that you can learn. You can learn Klingon. You can learn... Ryan, promise um, me you'll never learn Klingon. I won't, but if if I win... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, you know, but like that's the thing. It's like, right? It's like, okay, I am... Uh, I can create a universe that is building within itself. Harry Potter feels the same way like that. Using the other question in this debate, he must be pretty masterful. <laughs> but, you know, you have you have that, and then, like you said, the space opera, that actually, that story of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, actually goes all the way back to the Ring Cycle, uh, which was a four-part opera. Uh, I want to say uh, Wagner? Um, or... One of them. Yes. 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 Yeah. So it was a four-part series, and like it was very, um, it was a, it was a terrible uh, agenda. It was very anti-Semitic and terrible. Uh, but Lord of the Rings straight up took the ring cycle and just went, "Thank you for the ring." And then Star Wars literally was like, "Oh, laser swords!" Like it was like great. Star Trek though, people can die. Mm-hmm. Star Wars people can die. But people can die like majestically. Star Wars people, or Star Trek people, just die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that human died. Or mm-hmm. that humanoid died. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was like, oh, that wizard vanished. <laughs> like, when they took out all of Yoda's, like, people yeah. in the place, everyone was like, oh, they all just became robes. And yeah. just, like, piled <laughs> on their chairs. In, in fairness, Trek. we are now bringing in the prequels, which... Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. But that's those. the thing. It's like, you ha- to, to s- that within itself makes Star Trek better. Star Wars to be like, we have to make all these qualifiers to make sure Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is, I'm not saying Star Wars isn't cool. I'm saying what's a better show? Mm-hmm. Probably Star Trek. Well, I'll give you something too, which is. That's it. <laughs> I was going to say Star Trek. Star Wars. And yes, that was the Taco Bell Bell. <laughs> and, the, and the prequels for Star Wars, they tried to be all like, you know, uh, galaxy political. I said geopolitical, but you know, like politics, yeah. trade, you know, federation is. Blah, 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 blah. They could put that stuff in Star Trek and make it interesting. You've yeah. got the Romulan Empire, you've got the Klingons, you got all this sort of stuff, the Vulcans, and how they all interrelate and all this different stuff. And it's actually interesting. Yes. yes. And how that stuff works. And like, I find that pretty fascinating. Whereas it's like, why are you putting politics in my Star Wars? Like, what's right. this about? <laughs> give a shit about the <laughs> robo union army i don't give a fuck like mm-hmm. show me some laser swords and some blasters and let's get to town on yeah. this if i know? can move you like this we're great <laughs> yeah that's what i want but yeah. star trek it's like if i can know, move I you read like this, this and guys we're pointing to our hearts we're pointing right now. to their sternums yeah. right now right in our sternums this is where our <laughs> hearts would be our ribs 
vibrate yeah. in an emotional, empathetic way. I'm with you. You can grow with Star Trek. Yeah, I agree. I'll give I, that one too. I've never been a Star Trek fan from a standpoint of like following it. I have nothing against it. I just never went. But that, I agree. I, I would honestly I have say to agree. I like Star Wars more. <laughs> yeah, but I enjoy God Star Trek. God damn you for being such a master debater. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed the Star Trek re- more recent reboots of them very much. Yeah. Like I actually just rewatched them recently. Yeah. Beyond... Star Trek Beyond's okay, but I actually like the first two very much. Now I'm curious. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see because we like to play devil's advocate on this show. Sure. I want to see. Can you do a, a 60 second uh, flip your script and uh, argue against yourself and tell me why Star Wars is better? Sure. Um, if we're looking for a, a product that you can make over and over and over again and can bring audiences <laughs> and the generations to see what their their fathers and mothers and fathers and mothers before them saw if we can all educate a generation and make that continuous and see that same wonderment and awesomeness star wars is a staple in helping people understand the majesty the the uh, the whimsicalness the creativeness the campiness mm. that is star wars star trek if you miss the first couple episodes you're done <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go back and it's like it's it's hard and there's only 24 hours in a day <laughs> done that's well done. Fair, uh, fair deal. I want to skip to uh, yes. to another one on this list let's here. Skip to some other ones. Um, some of these, I'm like, uh, yeah. I, I want to do just because it was know. it was brought up earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was on or off mic, but <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, I want to do uh, Britney versus Christina. Oh yeah. Yes. Sure. So uh, you know, I'm gonna let you kick this one off, so I know where I stand, and I can either agree or counter. Sure. <laughs> Oh, man, this is so tough, too, because they're both seen, iconic. And I've seen the one E! Hollywood true story documentary where they talk about these two because they both did the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh-huh. And the thing is that we both got picked up pretty fast. But Britney had her album laid out first. Mm-hmm. And yes. because of timing, Christina's like, fuck. Yeah. And so because now she's the she's the carbon copy. Exactly. Right. Hit Me Baby One More Time was such a hit. Absolutely. And they were like genie in a bottle. And of course, if we're going to do skill, it's Christina all the way. But like Brittany, Brittany made it first. I'm Brittany, mm-hmm. bitch. Right. Exactly. I think she said it right there. She said it. Yes. For decades. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. I would I, say, I would say that, honestly, though, like I will argue. I'll argue Brittany. OK. Because Brittany is one of the only people that I know personally (laughs) that can (laughs) that can make like has made crazy mistakes like eating grits outside and like had her kid in the driver and like she's she's made she's made crazy things happen and she's only gotten cooler like i feel like dude she's got a standing show in vegas i I saw good for her so does character Hey. <laughs> I was gonna say. So does yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. That's true. So, yeah. So fuck like. You all. Yeah. No. Honestly, I don't have that. So <laughs> I will say that Christina Aguilera is, I would argue, one of the best powerhouse female vocalists of the past twenty-five years. Agreed. But I will say that um, I will argue Britney because uh, Christina. I just got her master class <laughs> and, uh, on singing, and the amount of times that. <laughs> 
the one time she goes, look, I don't know what this means, but you kind of, it's like a feeling. It sounds like, hey, and like just goes with this crazy sound. Like there was one time where she's like, what is this uh, song in? Jesus And Christ. they were like, 6-8. She's like, I don't even know what 6-8 means. Now, in fairness, <laughs> Paul McCartney could not read music for years. Years, and then he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's still got she's still got years until she's McCartney's she age. She is a judge of the voice. She's done. She did that in Candyman. You can Goodbye. Feel it <laughs> in her sternum. You can feel it in her sternum. Uh, we need some more tepid coffee. I would, this is crazy. I would. I would argue. I would argue Christina uh, mm. because a. I think she is a. She's she's more talented than Britney. Yes. We don't know that Britney knows what six eight means. Yes, we do. We don't. She really? has to know what that means in order to get where she is. Because she doesn't have the skill level. She can't just, like, feel it. She has to... She needs to know meter. She needs to know cadence. <laughs> You're right. She I wish we were live streaming notes. this. Like, the, the physicality here it's is amazing. just... It's amazing. It is unrivaled. Yes. Um, this is the most physical show we've ever had. And you, dumb dicks, don't get to see it. Um, I love you. I'm just joking. Um, no, I would say that she has uh, the... She's, she's, she's more talented... Yes. I think she's a, a better singer, much more of a powerful performer. Um, and I, I would say that she has lasted longer than Britney has. Britney went away for a long time because she went cuckoo banana pants and then came back and was like, oh, cool. She's sure. she's back. She looks a little odd and she's lip syncing blatantly. But, you know, she's back. And then she kind of got the the Britney look back, and she started releasing a couple, you know, new songs, and kind of got back in the groove. Christina really never went away per se. She always she was always kind of in in the public eye somewhere. Yeah. She was doing you know either music or acting or the the voice or you know putting something out. That doesn't make you good. I, but sh- you know how many albums the Eagles made. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a middle of the road for like I don't know where years. you stand on that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Is that a trap? The thing is, like, I don't know. It's just like I just feel like she has she has had more of a staying power than Britney has. I think she's overstayed her welcome. I also think that both of them went through a very weird phase, yes. and Christina came out on, a, top. Uh, on top. Like they both went. She uh, went into her like super like dirty raunchy. Like I kind of don't want to. You look like you would be sticky sure. if I touched you. Right. You know, and Brittany just went off the, you know, she went off the rails. Right. And I would say that Christina bounced back from that or came back from that, no pun intended, stronger. Yeah. Um, and a little bit, uh, I don't know, better. Like yeah, she, she found has a master more. class now. Yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Game over. She can't define what it is that she's doing. She, I swear. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to show you the video tomorrow. <laughs> it is literally, she goes, okay, like when it comes to vibrato, which first of all, <laughs> But when it comes to vibrato, she she'll do this. She'll be like, I don't know, slides. They're kind of like they're well, it's sort of like so you feel it. In, it's kind of like yeah, and like she just starts doing it, and then like does an album for you, and you're like, okay, cool, uh, got uh, it, yeah, got it. And then you have these people too. Oh god, they had these student sessions where like this oh, one no. student's like, yeah. I usually have a rock voice. I'm trying to make more like poppy notes yeah. or trying to figure it out. And she goes, okay, yeah, I, so why don't you sing a little bit for me? Okay, yeah, I hear it. Um. Here, just like do this. There's this whole big thing. And the, you just see the students do this. Um, and they look at the other students. It's crazy. I'll say this. Brittany did go cuckoo bananas. She did. And there was a lot of things going on with going with that. K-Fed was a big deal. Jason Alexander. It's There was just a lot of no's. But in my head... To Brit, if I was Britney, I'd be like, I'm so much closer to that next yes. 
<laughs> like it's she played the long game. Christina just stayed too long. And now like and the thing is too, Christina, while in like uh like as a singer is better. As a pop star has sort somewhat faded. There's a reason why Britney Spears gained Queen of Pop or Princess of Pop or whatever they call that. And or why why Britney got that and why Christina got I think it back in I the think day. It's, I think it's Pillow Princess is what you're looking for. Oh sure, right. sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. That was definitely a point. Yeah. About. Yes, <laughs> I don't know how many podcasts use the word strewn anymore, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah, there's the reason why she got that title and Christina got like a good singer and judge on the voice. But it's when did different. she get the Princess of Pop though? It was back back in the day when she first came out. It's because her album dropped first. Exactly. It's and that's sometimes purely because of that. Take the W. Doug, uh, quick 30 seconds on your opinion on that. Yeah. Well, I got boners to both of them growing sure. up. I'm trying to think of Naturally. which one I got the most for. And I think early on it was probably Britney. Yep. But later on it was probably Christina. Yeah. I think I probably had more for Britney, so I'm going to go with Britney. Boom. I don't like either of you. <laughs> I guess we're going Britney. Boner Britney. <laughs> Oof. Uh, so I want. are you a fan of the Hunger Games at all? I dabble. Oh, oh, we know what that means. Shit! Well, that sounded really I've cool. I've only seen the first one and a half movies. That <laughs> should be enough to give you some some stuff here. Side note: I know we're jumping down real quick. One of the earlier ones was Pacey versus Dawson from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I did not realize his name was Pacey. I thought it was Casey all these years. It is Pacey. Anyway, I've never seen Dawson's Creek. I would so. only cho- chose Pacey because he looks like me. <laughs> if I was his age in the nineties. You do have a little bit of a Joshua Jackson look. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. yeah. I belong yeah, on a dock I... saying goodbye to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait for our lives. Oh, I thought we no, it's all right, Christina. No, it's a, it's, I was going to let you take it. You know, show me. Yeah, how no, how I do I sing that song? No, you let your album out first. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have one on here. It's Team Gale versus Team PETA. Who the, the fuck Hunger is Gale? Game. Right. Uh, so it's the lady in the lunchroom who does the Sloppy Joes in the Hunger Games. The only Sloppy Joe character I know is from right? Billy Madison. <laughs> it's the captain yep. related from yep. Billy Madison. <laughs> uh, but wait, Gale. 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 Gale is uh, Liam Hemsworth in those movies. Oh, oh, sure. PETA. Versus, and then PETA is the small, is the bread. blonde, bread-making boy. PETA. Yeah. You, you're going to go with PETA? PETA. All right, what's your deal with PETA? This is better. Oh. Fair. No, uh, that's I, how a lot of things end on Minecraft. <laughs> done. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sloppy Keto. Joe's done. Bing. <laughs> Bing. Uh, I would. I don't know. I would say I've. I've only seen. Uh, I think the first two. There's four, right? There's third. Well, yeah. The, oh, th- th- the third one's They've, divided into. Yeah. Oh, don't everyone, bother. Everyone follow the Harry Potter thing. Yeah, they right. made seven into two or six and seven or whatever. Yeah. Don't bother with the third part one or part two. It's just yeah. not good. Uh, no. So I've only seen yeah, I've only seen that uh, the first two. I would say uh, I would just say Peter because uh, you know Pretty Boy is sitting back in District Nine, District Twelve, District whatever the fuck he is. District, Who knows? District Because he's not in the, he's not in the thick of it, mm-hmm. right? Peter Peter's a survivor. Yeah. He's up there. He's making sure she's alive, making sure he's alive. They got each other's backs. Done. Mm. Honestly, I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one too. Uh, and he's a great makeup artist. He's Peta is really awesome. He's super versatile. He shows the most skill of survival. Mm-hmm. Also, my first run-in with Peta uh, was personally, uh, personally, <laughs> personally was when I watched an earlier film. I went to Halal uh, Guys, mm. and he's uh, <laughs> right there. At Peta Hall was guys. serving pitas. He was, and I was like, "That's on the nose." <laughs> and so, uh, 
<laughs> Let's just let me just pay for this. Uh, but in uh, in 2005, uh, the guy that played uh, the guy who plays Peta played a uh, a little uh, a little boy in New York named Gabe. Uh, and that movie Little Manhattan. You ever seen this movie? I've not. No. no. Okay, Little Manhattan is about this boy uh, named Gabe, who's mm-hmm. played by I don't remember his name. Um, but he is a 11 year old boy who falls in love with a 12 year old girl named Rosemary. And Josh Hutcherson. Josh yes. Hutchinson. One of his breakout roles has to be 2005 Little Manhattan. Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Which is weird because it should be Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. Right. Like a. Like a, yeah, yeah, but um, <laughs> like a real name like Hutcherson, but I get it. It's like breaks him apart. I bet she's just like John Smith or whatever. But um, <laughs> Joshua just goes with this girl, twelve year old in his karate class. She beats him up, and he's like, "I'm in love with you." And it's so layered because it's, it's a comedy. It's like a like a cute kid comedy. Um, if anybody's going on a date or wants to do like a date at home where you watch a movie, make dinner. Little Manhattan's a really great movie, um, and he loves her, but she tells him in the beginning of. The movie that she's moving away, no. and he, it's just like first love of an eleven-year-old, and it just breaks your little butt. And <laughs> my butt got I broke. I can't, I can't see that growth, and then look at Hemsworth and be like, maybe him. Like that's just not gonna happen. I'm gonna have to disagree with both of you. Oh boy, because Gail. It's too bad that you're wrong. Was yeah. first of all uh, the one that Katniss loved, because um, you know they grew up together. He helps her family out. Sure. You know, he made sure that, you know. And then when the Hunger Games happened, I mean, Jesus, the guy put his name in so many times to get food for his family. He was expecting to get picked. But P got picked in his place. And then Katniss kind of had to, like, love him, love Peta because it helped her chances to win. And, yeah, there were some emotions that sort of flowed around and stuff like that. But while she was away, Gail was hunting, finding food, feeding her family there providing for and then later on he helps with the revolution mm-hmm. he goes out he's fighting he's doing the good fight and Peter, what happens is, to him I'm sorry, wait, is this from the third and fourth movie mm-hmm. which you said don't bother with yeah don't bother watching oh either. interesting oh, so you're saying discount them but now you're bringing them into your I'm argument. saying they're oh. not worth watching mm-hmm. but these are parts of the plot sure sure sure, sure. it you sounds know? like if anything it sounds like Gail wasn't there oh. he was too busy to if anything this. I would say Peter wasn't there in the third and fourth movies because he got himself fucking captured First but, of all, go ahead. that is that is true. <laughs> but don't you think that was part of the plan? Not right. part of the plan. No? no. Also, he got himself captured. So Katniss, who's the chosen one, could the chosen one? Yeah, she's yeah, she's the she's one, the, yeah. the one. Was she Neo? No, no she's, she's Katniss. Katniss. You guys are on the same. I mean, silly. Thank you. Yeah, boom. Boom. Got to lie. Over live streaming that. <laughs> <laughs> they could see what friendship Doug, looks what like. What movie did you watch? Yeah. I watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, that's the boy, problem. That's right. what right it there. was. <laughs> I love the Joker in that. And one. honestly. <laughs> 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 Honestly, also if we're going just looks alone, I mean, it's hard to beat a Hemsworth. I mean, that I will, I will hundred percent get. Yeah, but I mean, they, I, they have different milk in that house. They just they buy whole too. milk. <laughs> they buy whole milk. Here. Buy whole milk, you'll turn into a Hemsworth. Honestly, <laughs> if you can work out and drink whole milk, like vitamin D milk, you're killing it. All of us on all of us two percenters, skims. There's a reason why it's called skim. You don't because it's look, watery milk. Yeah, you just it's tepid milk. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. All right, you guys. I don't know. I, 
<laughs> I love all these different bells. School's out on Gale. <laughs> Josh Hutchison for the win. Wow. Fair, Fair enough. Strength by numbers. Fair enough. Uh, I'd love to do the next one on here. Uh, Pepsi versus Coke. Oh, boof. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Can I say RC? Just hey, put that out there. I'm going to put this out there. RC, really good. Yep. Yeah. Very much underrated. I'm into it. I've gotten a couple times. My wife's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't have that. So it's mm. almost like a shame drink to have that. They're like, RC Cola? What are you, poor or something? And you're like, <laughs> what yes. are you, from Missouri? Yes. <laughs> uh, Missouri. I am very poor. In yeah. Missouri, yes. if you want to get some RC Cola, you got to go down to the Come and Go gas station and uh, get yourself some RC Cola or some Squirt. Yes. And then uh, you'll be good to go. Don't squirt like from Come and Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. go. We used to have two Come and Goes in my hometown. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a punchline, <laughs> oh, but it's just a memory. It's, just a memory. <laughs> it's actually funnier because it's sad. Yeah, we had two come and goes in my house. Yeah, <laughs> yep. in my in my neighborhood. Yeah, my mom had a couple of boyfriends. What? That's crazy. Had a couple boyfriends. Chris, that is for you. Coke or Pepsi. Coke or Pepsi. Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> Coke. See, I was originally Coke, but nowadays I'm more of a Pepsi guy. Sure. It's fine. I feel like it's got a little bit of extra sassiness to it. It's got like a film. Pepsi has a film. A if film? you drink Pepsi, you're always like, that's Pepsi. I, Coke, you're like, I'm up. Let's do a paper. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'll give you that. Uh, oh. I would I would say I, I started out hardcore Pepsi fan. Mm-hmm. Like it was Pepsi all the way. Felt like Coke. Coke made my teeth feel weird. Like it, it was. Cocaine. It's the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my teeth are buzzing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, after being around Doug for four plus years, uh, I uh, I have to say I'm a pretty hardcore Coke, Coke Zero fan. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> Coke Zero, Cherry Coke Zero. That's so funny. It's so good. My uh, so my speech coach and like one of my big mentors growing up, uh, she was a teacher at the high school and she also was a speech coach and she uh, would always have a bag of pretzels and a Diet Coke. And if you ever got in trouble or you were late to a meeting and you got her a bag of pretzels and a Diet Coke, the punishment wasn't that bad. Nice. And so I think for me, Coke has gotten me out of trouble. It's <laughs> <laughs> a line I know. More than <laughs> Coke has gotten me out of trouble, guys. Coke, I just say that, like, I'm probably one of the few people that where Coke has gotten them out of trouble. Mm, I don't think so. Coca-Cola. Uh, <laughs> Diet Coke. Diet Coke, Coca-Cola. literally. And, like, that fridge is still, I mean, she doesn't even, she's retired and she, she doesn't even work at the school anymore. That fridge is still stocked, always. Because you never know when she's going to come in. That's nice. <laughs> yeah? Uh, you know, I've always, I'm, I'm very much like, I don't know if I go to a restaurant. I'm like, you know, can I have this? Like, I'm sorry, we used to have Coke or we used to have Pepsi. I don't give a fuck. I'll drink either one. I love soda. But nowadays, if I have a choice between the two, right now I'm going Pepsi. What are other? Maybe I, I don't know this, but like, what are like? What's Dr Pepper? What's Mountain Dew? Are those Dr Coke Pepper product? is Coke product. And Mountain, Mountain Dew is, is Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Cause like, I, so like, I love Dr Pepper. I also love Dr Pepper. But like, what am I doing when it's time for an all nighter? I'm going for some Mountain Dew. I mean, yeah, Mountain Dew has been. Yeah, there's been a couple days, like six to eight months ago, where I'm like, I gotta get Jess for this next training session, and I'm like, Oh God! And I go and I get it, and I just in shame close the door to my office, and I just drink it in the corner. I'm you see like, Doug Ugh. just sitting in, the, in his office with the door closed. Mountain Dew on the desk. He's just staring at it, mm-hmm. just going, "I gotta get jazzed. It's you and me. You gotta help There's me." There's a get tight jazzed. shot on the on the bottle, sweating. <laughs> and he's just like sweating. reverse shot to him. He's sweating. 
reverse shot to the back, it's just Doug's face on the bottle. <laughs> reverse shot back to Doug's the mountain too. <laughs> it's the bottle cap on his He's face. in the bottle. <laughs> it's all about the Iraq war. That's all. Um, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. What and happened? also, shameless plug, Doug is in office. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my own space so I can fart. Um, I can fart. What's up? Uh, also, interesting thing why I hadn't had Mountain Dew in well over like probably 15 years mm-hmm. and when we had our old soda machines uh, I went to get uh, a Pepsi and wouldn't you know it a Mountain Dew rolled out with it and I was like well it's free I'm, it's not like I'm not gonna drink it right and so I'm like well I haven't had Mountain Dew in a while we'll see what it is it tasted fucking good oh, yeah. I was like oh now see conversely uh, I recently had a Mountain Dew because they just before we moved offices they had a soda fridge and mm-hmm. now we have a Coke Freestyle machine which is mm. dangerous. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, but they had Mount. Someone was like, oh, let's buy a Mountain Dew this round. And there was like one sitting in the back. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm taking this. I opened it and immediately was like, I regret everything about uh, this decision. It was Not just good. so like citrusy it, and like yeah. delicious. I'm like, this tastes way too good. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Diet Mountain Dew. And it's like, guys, what's, why bother? Yeah. Why, what are why we doing, are we doing? What are we doing what are, here? What are we yeah. selling? Yeah, yeah. right. So you know, now I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm drinking now more uh, Seagram's. Uh, ginger oh, yeah. ale, the oh. Werther's uh-huh. of soda. Ginger ale. <laughs> the Werther's. I love me some ginger ale, dude. <laughs> I Honestly. Guys, can we say that ginger ale wins this? <laughs> yeah. I think we can I all mean, say that ginger ale. Ginger ale, I, ginger I ale wins this that. one? It, 100%. Wait, yeah. wait for it. It's not happening. Hold on. <sighs> was that someone, Good old wood block. <laughs> was that someone pooping in a toilet? Hold on. Nope. Nope. Oh. Okay, none of those worked. Nope. But honestly, like, I think together it was pretty eclectic. <laughs> Guys, Windows 7, anyone? Windows 7. <laughs> All right. I want a, a Mac soundboard. That's the sound I was really going for here. Was that the one just like a, a snooty person farting in a glass and sniffing it? Is that a Mac sound? Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's who Doug is. <laughs> All right. I thought those Mac and Pete C, like... PC. Commercials were done. <laughs> I thought Mac already won. Uh, I want to see if we can... Can we sneak one more in we here, We can Justin? sneak one more in, yeah. All sure. right. you a fan of the movie Inception, or have you seen it? I was hoping this was the last one you were going to do. Well, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I can do just, that Just say that you dabble in it, because I know that you do. I dabble. <laughs> so, familiar with the end of the movie? Oh, yeah. Cool. Great kicker. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this is... Did the top stop spinning... And fall at the end of Inception in that sure, last shot. Sure. Spoiler alert for people who've watched Inception or haven't yeah, watched it. That the spoiler is um, everyone has spinners. <laughs> uh, I am going to say that, first of all, uh, before I make my decision, such a cool end shot. Isn't it? Like, oh, God. I love Nolan for that stuff. Chris Nolan just like. Oh yeah. God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, Plus, with the music and everything like that, it. Uh, I I am gonna say it did not drop. Okay, it did not drop. Um, I feel like there are so many. If that goal of the movie was to trick you, and not and not in like a facetious or like a malicious way, but like to trick you to say like at any moment this could have been a dream, it would only make sense for them to really stay living in the dream because. It's somewhat of the same commentary that The Matrix tries to create. The mm-hmm. agenda is you're never, you're always close to reality, but what is reality but what you make it? Mm-hmm. So, a construct of your mind. Honestly, it's just like, it, it, I don't, I would not, 
I'm going like philosophical here, then I can get granular. But like philosophically, I just think that like the message is reality is never attainable mm-hmm. as as yeah. much as you fight for it. I would I would agree with that. I would say that I I as well would argue that the top did not did not fall over. It just kept spinning. He chose to stay in the dream, and and that is kind of what the movie set up. At least for me, that's what the movie set up. Uh, two answers here. The first one being that, yeah, I, I think that it's <laughs> I was whether or not it. the top falls is irrelevant because <laughs> mm-hmm. to him, he spins it and walks away. So he chooses not to look and see whether or not fell. He's decided that that is his reality regardless of what it is. Right. Now, the harder part is That's that now he message. has to forever not go back into that kitchen because he will then know. Well, there's the second part of the answer, which is also that's not his totem. Right. His totem is his wedding ring. That was his wife's totem. So, bum, 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 bum. Oh, no. Because if you look closely in the movie, whenever he is in the dream state, he has a ring. And when he doesn't, he's not in the, in the wow. dream state. He's not wearing a ring. So the ring is his totem. What? What? Whoa. Take All that, right. Wayne. <laughs> Wayne's our super fan who fucking hates Christopher Nolan. Just super mega loathes him. Really? Yeah. Just. Uh, wow. Yeah. When I, yeah. Right? It's a, yeah. It's a big deal. It's a huge I thing. I found, yeah. we had him on as a guest. He's like a super fan. He always calls us out for the stuff that we're wrong on, which is a lot. Um, sure. He fact checks us. But there was one in particular uh-huh. where he was on, and I was like, how can I organically work in Christopher Nolan to our discussion? And I found a perfect way. He's talking about uh, his theater group and how they really focus on, you know, reality and questions that, you know, mm. cannot be answered. And I go, kind of like the end of Inception when the t- <laughs> and he goes, Doug, you're just one giant bucket of fucking failure. It's just <laughs> <laughs> he just like lays into and your I was whole like, identity. Yeah. You're like, fuck. I was oh, like, I laughed so hard and I actually made a little clip out of that because it was like, <laughs> it made me so happy. He yeah. was so, so great. So, yes. Well, can you remind me, was he wearing his wedding ring when he spun? I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. But I think that would be a confounding variable to be like. Well, if, if he that, if he wasn't, yeah. then that means he's not in the dream state. He's not in the dream world because he only wears it when he's in the dream. Right. So if he's not wearing it, then he's not in a dream and it's real. Right. And so, but I don't. I don't but you know what? And then who cares? Because he would have spun it with the other hand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Christopher Nolan. He's yeah. a dummy. Yeah. He's and no that, dummy. And that it's almost like <laughs> he's, ain't no he's dummy. leaving his wife behind and he's turning and he's moving on. So, like, it's, again, it's a right. relevant right. point. Right. He's yeah. move, turning and moving on to his children, which are part of his wife. Mm, like, she well, helped make them. That we know of. That's a good point. He could have yeah. been a player. He yeah. could have been a player. Yeah. You know, you know, no. Or, which family is this he's going home to? Or right. he could have been an adopter. Christ. You never know. You know. A what? An, an adopter. Ah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, yeah. Well, oh, shit. Doug went uh, nice with it. <laughs> he's like waiting for him to be like, ah, oh, you, know, you know what I fucking think about uh, really nice people? <laughs> I, think they, I think all their dreams should fucking come true. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. You know whose dreams should really come true, Justin? Wait, 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 wait. What did we decide? Uh, I say no. I, I say he. I say he's he's in the dream. It didn't. It didn't drop. I, I say um, it didn't drop, and it's also irrelevant. So you've got mail. Yeah, you are right. It did not drop. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Man, I'm like five I just, kinda, five I just want to hear what some five. of these other ones are. Hold on. Welcome. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh God, not that one. Oh God. I feel like I'm trying to hide it from my dad who's trying to watch the game in the same right. room. Yeah, I'm like trying to like log on late at night to watch porn. And I'm like, quiet, <laughs> quiet. Quiet, damn pixels. <laughs> I'm letting the whole thing run. Oh, care. Jesus Christ. Gosh. Guys, oh. remember this? Uh, yeah. You guys remember this? Oh, it's exciting I, and depressing at the same time. I feel like I just found Homestar Runner again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 
What's that one? Oh. What was that one website that was like? You remember that sound? Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Instant message. Oh, I am. Yeah. yeah. Buddy comes in. Buddy goes out. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Something dropped. <laughs> something dropped. Something dropped. Like your pride. <laughs> hey. ASL. <laughs> Gross. Right. Gross. Yeah. And then immediately. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Out. Just Remember, I like, should have that, a soundboard for you every single episode. Like, I really feel like this might how, be a thing now. How the internet has changed from you block people, but before you block people, you could just leave. <laughs> Doors used to just close if you didn't want to be somewhere. Right? Just, Nowadays, it's like, no, now you're barred. Right. I will life. never. I don't. I want to come into this thing, but I don't want to have to see you. Yes. Yeah. But uh, back then, it was just like, oh, I'm going to do something really gross. And yeah. you're like... <laughs> Not today, lock. <laughs> you, go, you, go, you go, oh, he's here? Nope. <laughs> no soliciting. No soliciting. Or you, someone would have trouble with their internet, so that would just keep happening, doors opening and closing. You're like, dude, fix your fucking internet. Like, what's happening right now? And he's like, guys, I'm fine. I, you're the ones doing something fucked up. <laughs> I gotta, guys, all right, I'll be right back. I got to rewrite my, my, I got to re-flush my modem. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna call on the landline. Mom, don't pick up the phone. <laughs> Please. Shit, my mom picked up the phone. Uh, oh. oh, the connection dropped. Back to Microsoft Paint. <laughs> just like hang out. <laughs> Back to playing some. Oh, dude, I could make a mean snowman on Microsoft Paint. I made a mean snow. It was a snowscape, is what it was. <laughs> it's a wonderland. It was a wonderland of fucking snow. <laughs> you know what else exists in a wonderland? A throw down. Whoa. Yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You guys want to try to harmonize real quick? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Here we go. Throw down. Throw down. We did not do it. That was me, guys. Did. I think that was, that was on me. <laughs> Hit that bass. You, it was interesting you went lower. Normally. Just say it there. Go. <laughs> we got it. Throw down. Throw down. No? Okay. Like, right. hey. We'll do choir I, later. Well, you know what? Just give me the link to that Christina Aguilera master class. It's always a feeling. It's, it's a, a feeling. feeling. Okay. We've been feeling it. I got this feeling. Down she told in me my bones. The only one thing she told me about that in the whole master class, I was like, mm, that's pretty good advice, but I don't think it works, is if you're trying to hit a really high note, you can trick your brain. Uh, I don't know if I'm like crossing lines here by like giving away masterclass information no it's but, just a feeling right anyone could feel this anyone can feel this yeah is you trick yourself and you're like well i can hit the note right before it so if you trick your brain and says that that's the high note you can push yourself a little bit higher and see no one's everyone's already dropped out hmm. <laughs> everyone's I'm already like, like hey this is a I'm like, yeah, but what if I can't hit the note right before? That's right, like saying, what if you, I stop an octave you, lower than you that? You hit the note that you feel that you can do. <clears throat> yeah. And then it's you can go a little high. You can push yourself a little higher and like trick your brain because your brain is – she's trying to say that, that your brain is so nervous about not hitting the actual high note that it's impeding your ability to hit the high note. Uh, that does kind of make sense. I think about lifting weights and stuff like that. You know, exactly. like, oh, man, I can only bench 390. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to get 400. It's like, well, just trick your brain that this is 400 or 415 or whatever it is. Yeah. And you might and you be able to do it. Yeah, for yeah. those who work out, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not this guy. I bet, I bet that works. I <laughs> right. For those of us that don't have a body of a listener. Uh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Just saying. So, guys, throwdown time. I don't know if we've done this before. And stop me if we have. If no. you remember, okay. Because at this point, this is now our 149th throwdown, Doo -doo -doo. and so mm -hmm. we're probably. I at some point, I'm gonna have to catalog these so I can reference them. 
Uh, but this was on the list, and I think it would be, instead of a debate, I think we should put it into a throwdown, which really, what is a throwdown but a debate to the death, mm-hmm. right? So, Nath, <laughs> I'm so glad you guys agreed with that uh, in such a Southern way. Um, the, uh, the throwdown today is going to be in sync. Versus Backstreet Boys. Ooh. I don't know if we have done this, but I, I saw that one on there, and that's a, that's an. Well, first of all, Backstreet Boys have one extra person. No, they do not. They each have five. Yeah. Well, didn't one of the, wait? Was I'm thinking 98 degrees? You aren't are I? thinking 98 degrees. Yeah. Uh, so, they're all the same. Trick today. question. O Town comes in and kills <laughs> them all. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Town. Boys to men. Oh, boy. New kids on the block. Um. One Direction. Oh, okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. I just feel one's fighting style will be more choreographed than the other. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a pro or a con. And I don't know whose would be whose it would be either. But I don't yeah. Know. If they've choreographed their battle tactics, that's pretty dangerous. True. Also, you know what? I'll say it like this: Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. We went with I went with Britney Spears because uh, there has because they went first. Um, I'm gonna go with NSYNC. Because while InSync wasn't first, InSync has been the more um, uh, more people have been elevated because of InSync than they were Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys was a great ensemble. They're still take, together too. They were literally in End of the World, that one comedy. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. But there's, I'm saying they're still touring too. Right. So is Carrot Top. And the- <laughs> He's not touring. He has a residency. Has a re- and I'll say this: I'm like really like shit on Carrot Top, but like in your in Doug's office, we were talking about uh, Doug's office. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Car- Carrot Top. Where he sweats out and Mountain Dew. He's always like, I don't need it, uh, <laughs> but I want it. Fine, but it needs me. <laughs> uh, but you know, we were talking about how much actually Carrot Top is really killing it. Um, and so it's prop comedy. It <laughs> hasn't gone away. And so, <laughs> just um, like but, uh, Christina Aguilera and, Christina and the Backstreet Boys. And in sync, I'm just saying that like in sync. Are we looking for who? In sync, it's in sync. I, I think you're missing the point of this. They these two groups are in an arena and they are fighting to the death. I don't think I missed the point. Though. <laughs> I um, think he said in sync, and he's correct. Yeah, I think it's in sync. So break it down for me. How's this fight go down? Sure. Um, first of all. God spent a little more time on them. Ooh. So that already gives them a leg up. Yes! Wow. <laughs> yes! <laughs> wow. And Backstreet can only be back all right. only a number of times, all right? Um, and so, you know, you kind of have this 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 crazy uh, crazy feud this. between them. I would say NSYNC uh, because it's almost like um, if you, there was two basketball teams in middle school that were playing against each other. NSYNC has that one basketball player, the one Michael Jordan that can beat out the rest, and the they're LeBron. not going to. They're not. Did you say? He said he can, the one Michael Jordan that can beat out the LeBron. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I thought he said it's Ron. It's Ron. <laughs> it Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> FTW guys. Way to bring oh it back. There we go. Callback, uh, baby. But yeah, no, you know what? It's like uh, J. Tim is just. I don't know. He could just take out any one of those. I agree. One of the, one Especially, of the I mean, one of the Backstreet Boys has a heart condition. I'm just putting it out. But there. the Backstreet so Boys. So now they have to put a handy, this, It's like golf. Backstreet Boys. They look like someone in there is packing something in the prison wallet. All right. Another Backstreet Boy. <laughs> no, some of them. One of them's got a knife. 
or or, or a diet coke or, or, or paxil to deal yeah, with the depression like, of beating the backstreet boys i always boys feel like i feel and like losing to nsync i feel like nsync are warheads like the candy warheads and i feel like backstreet boys is like pez mm, like wow. oh yeah i feel no, like I dig that in the, like they set the foundation and they understood this and then they thought they were larger than life by this and he was like pumping and like moving his hips yeah and his they arms used at the to, same time they used, yeah they were able to put their they were they had good body awareness and sync <laughs> Had had that in the name. You already knew that. They brought something extra. Yeah. Because of NSYNC, America's Next Dance Crew can be. <laughs> Absolutely. And can I just say Frosted Tips? You're welcome. We're all putting our hands like. We're all better for that. We're yeah. all doing the Jesus pose. Yep. Jesus. Right? Uh, not me. But I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm, by the way, I'm not room for Backstreet Boys. I'm just saying, like, they're going to. They're going to cause some casualties in this fight. Here's the thing: is it they'll put up a good fight? They'll yeah. put up a but good you fight. But you ask the winner. Yeah, that's also, true. Also, Insync has a few years younger than them, so I feel like they've got a little bit more, a little bit more agility. Spry, but yeah. I also say agility. that Backstreet Boys is a few more years older than them, so they've got more knowledge. Yeah, and can, a bad heart. Can I ask? Like, first of all, when it comes to Backstreet Boys, I love AJ. Mm-hmm. I know what's up with that. Nick Carter <laughs> needs to go away nah. because nah. I think he actually said some really mean things on the internet. And also, his brother's Aaron Carter. And what are we going to do with him? <laughs> right? We don't need that. Right? I'm not going to a single party. Aaron's party? No. Fuck no. that. First of all, all those kids are, I'm not going to that party. <laughs> right. I have anything better to do. And two, who's that guy? And I'm pretty sure he's a Backstreet Boy. But he's got dark, like jet black hair. Uh-huh. Oh, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Oh, what does he keep? Kevin! The, what does he keep? Ke- the- Kevin! Kevin! Shut <laughs> the fuck up, Kevin! Everyone's literally dancing, like, super ready to go, and he just, he's the backstreet of the boys. <laughs> I feel like he's, like, the metronome. Well, he's the oldest dude, too. Yes, yeah. and he's, like, he's, like, and he's like, always got that weird like, little Babe, goatee. I love you, and he's, yeah. like, and I may have a kid. We're not sure. <laughs> like, he's very much, like, and my kid's having a tough tween life. Like, it sucks. I drive a minivan to this to this concert. <laughs> no one, everyone was, like, oh, let's let's interview everybody, blah, blah, blah. And when it came to NSYNC, everyone's, like, we got to interview NSYNC. Right. Everybody, we're interviewing everybody. Who's the scandal? Where's Britney? What's happening? J. Tim, what's up? Oh my gosh, SNL, Backstreet Boys. Everyone was like, great show. (laughs) Full stop. That's true. So again, to the death, I would say that, uh, what's that? (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) They'd feel so forgotten, they'd just kill themselves. (laughs) They'd be like, and done. Uh, Yeah, no, I would say uh, choreography wise, I feel like, they would in uh, sync was a little bit more. Uh, they pushed a little bit more with their choreography, mm-hmm. and I feel like they could use that in their fighting style. Yes. Yeah, I feel like they would push a little bit hard. Their moves would be a little bit edgier. They're so they understand each other so well yes. that they just they're gonna flow better. Absolutely, they're gonna adapt. Yeah. They're gonna adapt to change exactly. And that success and stuff like doesn't keep them. Down. I feel like the, the the first sign of blood on their team, Backstreet Boys are gonna panic. Yes, and I feel like, like the first sign of blood on Insync's team. Because don't get me wrong, there's there will be blood on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like it will not be a a, uh, a washout totally. But uh, the first sign of blood on Insync's side, I feel like that's just going to enrage them, yeah. and they're going to go berserker mode. Or at the very yes. least, they will support each other. Right. Like, oh, he's hurt. Support. Bam. Two on one. Got, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Covered. Back him up. Get him yeah. going. Okay. Get the line together. Lock Create flip. the shift. Patrick, flip lock, me. Lock yeah. lock shields. Mm-hmm. You know. Slowly yeah. move forward. Oh. Huh. Right, oh, 300 yeah. style. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's gonna, it, there's, you know that scene in The Karate Kid? Mm-hmm. Uh, the new one, sorry. Yeah. But when... Uh, the, the only the, one. The, the one where uh, the snake is moving and who moves the snake's head is the snake moving the guy uh, or um, 
Jaden Smith's head or is Jaden moving the snake's head? So I feel like that's going to be the same tactic that NSYNC uses because mm. Backstreet Boys did come out first, but I feel like they copied more of NSYNC than mm-hmm. NSYNC copied Backstreet Boys. So I feel like there's going to be a moment where like they're both going to be like dancing <laughs> off like this, uh-huh. and you, and Backstreet Boys thinks they have the original beat, but then NSYNC does something, and Backstreet <laughs> Boys just starts copying them, and then now they have them in their fucking control. So they're going to thrill them. Yeah, they're about to literally thriller them into a grave. I agree. NSYNC for the win. Boom. Insync for the win! Beautiful. That was fun. That's a long toilet flush. You were all over the sound effects tonight. Well I, I great. found my realm of darkness. There we go. .net, and <laughs> I'm into this. Is Guys. It, is it poop.com? They have a, the deep web. They have a John Cena soundboard. Are you ready for this Sunday night? WWE champ John Cena That's a long clip. What the fuck is a terrible? This is this that is actually from a sketch. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Someone call keeps calling. It's a prank call, <laughs> and they're like, "Hello." And it's like, "Are you ready for that?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm interested." Yeah, because it says uh, John Cena prank soundboard. Yeah. Oh. Champ. Oh Jesus. That's exactly what the Undertaker told you. <laughs> <laughs> keep replaying it. Yeah. Like, get off the phone. It's crazy. Oh my God. That yes. is the perfect way to end a throwdown. All right. Nice. Wonderful. Wonderful. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you man. were an absolute delight, and you're always welcome back to school us in the art of debate and other things. Thank yeah. You. Uh, so you obviously have some shows coming up. Uh, keep in mind, this episode will be coming out next week. <laughs> So um, keep that in mind as far as like whatever you're plugging uh, may be going. But uh, let us know what's what's going on. What do you got going on? Uh, so later in July, I have a, a just a second city show with um, my uh, an independent sketch group uh, called uh, Too Close for Comfort. Uh, just a sketch review on that. And um, can I make I, one note? Yeah. Call it Too Close for Buttered. Oh, shit. <laughs> Too late now. The link is already out. <laughs> Just saying, hold that but in But next back week, it'll be uh, <laughs> two butt for clothes hurt. Damn it. Dang it. Um, Did it again. Two butt for my clothes hurt. Uh, and so that's what it is. Uh, and uh, Fridays and Saturdays, 1030. Uh, if you want to check out at IO, uh, Riff, a uh, Chicago music improv party. Uh, we changed our name, so why I had to say it's a little slower. Uh, but yeah, that's at 1030s, Fridays and Saturdays, uh, where we, we wear suits, we wear mics, we sing songs, we drink together, it's super fun. Uh, and then um, in September, I have a solo show that I'm coming out with called The United States of Fatherhood, all about um, a story about one of my best friends who accidentally got pregnant and uh, about my own life, my own thoughts about fatherhood. It's so funny. It's ah. Uh, I'm gonna come to that one for be my like, first bullshit. Solo, for my first solo show, I, I'm killing it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, check it out. It's uh, Saturdays at nine o'clock in the Judy Beat Lounge in September, except nice. for September eighth. All the other ones though. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, any any uh, social medias you'd like to plug for yourself if people want to follow you? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, Instagram R C A S one five four zero. Facebook um, Ryan Cashman. Uh, Twitter uh, uh, R Cashman ninety. Uh, uh, my Chase account. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me. I am 
coming out with new stuff. Nice. Uh, check me out. All the damn time. All the damn time. Awesome. YouTube. Uh, someone probably caught me there. <laughs> I don't have a channel, you might, but... You might have seen me on YouTube. You might have seen me on YouTube. No. I'm around on I. some videos. Yeah. Quit Twitch Don't me. confuse me with that artist that does the lights, Ryan Cashman. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the comedian <laughs> that no one knows. I do it. Everything in the dark. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Uh, Justin, you got anything you want to plug or promote or recommend? Nope. Fair Doug? enough. Uh, I feel like I just watched something recently and it's just bleeding out my ears. Uh, my good friend Colby Robinson, who was on uh, uh, a while ago, started his own YouTube channel where he is drumming. Nice. Uh, doing some drum comers. Comers. He's, he's just coming on on camera uh, on his drums. All over the drum skins. All over the drum skins. Just like, here we go. You want to hear it? It hits the toms. Ugh. It's, a, it's like a C note. Anyway. Um, he does some covers. This is in six eight. <laughs> he some, I don't know what that means, but it sounds. I feel. But it. I feel it's, 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 it's a feeling, I feel guys. like I'm about to come in six eight. <laughs> you feel it. Yeah, uh, you got it. Six eight. There it is. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> friend Kobe Robinson has his own YouTube channel. He just started where he's doing some drum covers. Uh, they're very cool. He's got a couple episodes up. Uh, just search search for uh, Robinson Drums. Uh, you'll find it on YouTube. It's some good stuff. Uh, hopefully, he'll have some new covers out sometime soon. But yeah, check that out. Yep. You guys can also find Mind Gap on Facebook. Woo! Check it out. I, I want to plug Realm of Darkness. Dot net. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into this. I'm into Realm this now. of Darkness. Dot net. That was the Realm Star Trek evacuation of... sound. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. so nice. Call it back. There we go. You mean the winners <laughs> evacuation sound? Nice. <laughs> Interesting. Guys, you can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGapPodcast. Uh, and Justin exists in the digital realm. That's right. Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and Spotify. On Spotify. You can review us. Uh, you can let people know what they're what they're getting into. Uh, which is a good time. That's what they're going to get into. Uh, also, subscribe to us and uh, share us around. If you like what you heard, you're like, hey, someone loves debate jokes, then send this episode to them. Be like, mm -hmm. hey, you guys need to check this fucking link out and say it just like that. TweeState.com slash MindGap and TweeState.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever is the other podcast to do with Milos every Monday. Also here from Elephant and Castle 185 North Wabash. Come check them out. They are a fucking cool ass place. Yes. And tell them we sent you. Yeah. Oh, MindGap sent you. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Ryan, thank you for being here. You're the best. Oh, thanks for having me. You really are. You are a Nicolas Cage national treasure, and mm. we appreciate you. You are our Nicolas Cage. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, thank you, sir, for being you. Doug, thank you for pointing at me with your water bottle. You're welcome, and don't you fucking forget it. Mind Gap Podcast.